Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am Jack Noakes. I am joined today, as always, by my co-host, Brian Hines. What's up, folks? I am stoked to be here. It's a Thursday night in the feed, a Thursday morning in the feed. Whenever you're listening to this, you're in our feed. And so you know what time it is. We have a very, very, very special guest, extremely special guest. The Bougetto is Batty, former Ohio Valley Wrestling Women's Champion, Hollywood Haley Ooh, J. He said it. Good introduction. Everyone always messes up the Bougetto is Batty. I couldn't. I, I practiced well done. all morning. I practiced all morning. <laughs> that was good. Good introduction. Let's, let's good. hop right into this. Cheers. 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 Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Malachi. Cheers. Cheers. For everyone listening, I'm just sticking my tongue in this. Oh, man. Oh, it burned. Oh, my God. Yeah, here, God. you take that. Chug it. That, that is, uh, that is Lord have mercy. exceptional. <laughs> Didn't even drink it and that burned my whole... <laughs> well, okay, so you've been... Let's let's just hop right into it. Let's hop let's right into it. it here. Did you start your wrestling career at Ohio Valley Wrestling? Um, no. I started at IWA Mid-South. Right on. My whole first year of wrestling, I was there. And then really just taking anywhere and everywhere that would um, accept me and let me get the reps in. So... Nope. When uh, when did you get to Ohio Valley Wrestling as far as in terms of your wrestling career? Um, during COVID. So out Kentucky got shut down, and mm-hmm. they went over to our arena down in Jeffersonville, Indiana, where we were still um, training and running shows. And, yeah, Al came to, like, scoop out the place, I believe, and he seen me and Billy Starks in the ring. It was like, I like the blonde and the blue hair, and I'll take them. Billy Starks, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And wow, then, good uh, running company there. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's my girl. And then we, um, yeah, we started, or he, me and Billy actually mm-hmm. had my first match at OVW there at the arena. And then when they went back to Kentucky, they took me over there. And I think that's when the superstar, Hollywood Haley J, was born. From the moment you kind of arrived at OVW, you were extremely polarizing. Yeah. You kind that's a big of, word. you, you, <laughs> people, people either loved you or they hated you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, you started kind of in your early run as, as a uh, valet for Mr. Luscious Lawrence. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. was it like working with Lawrence uh, during that kind of like early run in OVW? Um, it was fun. It was good. Um, I got a lot more TV time, mm-hmm. you know. I liked that. And um, I got reps also managing Luscious, so I'm, I can go valet anyone because I know, you know, mm-hmm. what to do and how to work the cameras or whatever because of that, so... I had a lot of fun. You guys were such a great pairing. Yeah, everyone really thought that we were, like, together. Yeah. I would travel oh, yeah. outside, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Luscious is your boyfriend. I'm like, hold on, pause, son. He's married with a kid. No, like, the, what? First, time, the <laughs> no. first time I saw him at the table with not you, it was I was kind of like, what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> My heart's broken. No, it's funny, though, because it, at first it was so awkward. Like, I remember asking Rev, like, what do I do? Do I, like, touch him? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And he's like, display. Put him on display. Make him, you know, show him off. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, everyone has main character syndrome, or at least I do. And I'm like, hey, oh, sorry, here you go. Let's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, but it was fun. Let's just as good to work with. He was easy. You mentioned the Rev. That's uh, mm-hmm. Reverend Ronnie Roberts. Yeah, that's my pops. He uh, he had a big part in training you, right? Yeah, he was my original trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw a lot of that play out in the Netflix series. Yeah, yeah, you did. But then after I went to... Um, OVW, I trained with Al for a little bit, and mm-hmm. they brought Doug in, trained with Doug for a little bit, and then now I'm, I, I just kind of like bounce around, go back with Rev, get all the reps that I can get. What's uh, what's it like kind of when you first break in 
to training, but you're being trained by somebody that you kind of have a personal relationship kind of the way that you did with, with Rev? Um, well, it was good for me. I think that if I didn't start off with Rev, I probably wouldn't have made it because I was still young, hot-headed, and mm-hmm. had a mentality like, you know, I, I don't know. I just It was a lot different than what I was used to dealing with on the streets. So I'm right. like, this is weird. Some of these people are weird. Like, you smell bad over here. Like, you know, it was just a lot for me going on, and I – had a bad attitude, and uh, Rev was the one to humble me. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, I don't think that I would have lasted if it was someone else because, I I don't know, I would have said I necessarily didn't respect what they say or whatever, but I had a lot more respect for Rev. Sure. He was more like a father figure. So when he's like, shut the fuck up, then I do. Sorry, I don't know if I can cuss on you. No, go for it, baby. (laughs) It's okay, you fucking can. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I fucking can. But I don't yeah. normally, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he definitely humbled me, so I needed that. You guys you guys knew each other before you started training, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so I guess that that kind of just made you feel a little more comfortable, put you in the right place. Like you mentioned, if it yeah. hadn't started with Rev, you probably would have quit. Absolutely. There's- well, also, I mean, I watched him and my mom. I watched my mom manage him. I watched him wrestle. So a lot of, like, that was a lot of my inspiration. Of mm-hmm. course, I watched WWE. Jeff Hardy was my favorite wrestler. But everyone yes. always asks me, like, you know, who... Who's your inspiration? And I'm like, well, I, Jeff Hardy's my favorite wrestler, but I didn't get any inspiration from him. You don't see me yeah. dying or flipping <laughs> or anything, you know? So I'm like, it was Rev. I just remember being a kid and it clicking for me back then as a kid. Like, oh, that makes sense why he did that. I see what he's doing. I see how he's controlling the crowd. I see what mom did there. So I just knew that he knew what he was talking about. And right. he would make it make sense to where I understand. Not everyone speaks everybody's language, you know? Right. And I'm not the brightest crayon in the box, so I need... Uh, give yourself some credit. I need someone to, like, put it in my terms so that way I can understand it. And sure. he's the best at that for everyone. So you oh, saw yeah. you saw Rev and, and your mom perform side by side. What was, like, the earliest match that you went to that you saw? Well, I, I guess... Not the earliest match you went to ever, but when you see your mother for the first time wrestling and you see Rev, you see these people that you have a relationship with outside of the ring and then you see them inside of the ring as this like amplified version of themselves. Like how old were you? Do you Um, remember? Well, I was around eight, nine when I had mom start wrestling. She took us to our first indie show. And she was taking pictures for her friend at the show. She was a photographer. And I'm like, girl, you can do this. You should get in there and do Mm -hmm. it. And then sure enough, she got in and started wrestling. And then that's where she met Rev. So I had already seen, actually, I think he was doing security at the time. I don't even know if I actually watched him wrestle or not either. But I kind of watched them, like, grow grow together Mm -hmm. in the wrestling business, figure themselves out. He changed his uh, persona. Back then, he was Triple R Superstar, and it was a whole completely different thing than yeah. what he's doing now. Now he's a holy definitely, man, definitely you know? So yeah. I I kind of, I learned a lot from him, though. Um, was there, like, a disconnect as, like, an eight or nine-year-old to seeing, like, these people that you knew as your mother or, you know, then, then seeing them in the ring? Like, was there, was were they still the same people when they left the ring or when they were inside the ring? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, did I look at them differently? Yeah. Like, what, no, I think it was pretty much the same for me. Yeah. No, I knew... I knew from yeah. the jump because I was there when mom very first started wrestling. So I, like, got the whole inside, inside scoop from the beginning, you know. Um, but, 
Yeah, no, they, it was the same. It's funny, though, because I always know what's going on, and we were at a show one time, and we didn't know at the, well, Mom didn't know at the time, and they obviously didn't know, but Rev's sister, Mom, and Auntie were at the show, and Mom came out, and she was a heel, and she was, like, talking smack to me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, blah, 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 and then the three girls came and, like, went ham on Mom, cussing <laughs> her out, like, holding me back, and, you know, Mom's just <laughs> laughing and eating it up or whatever, and then we get to the back, and... They go talk to Rev, and they're like, oh, I was about to beat that bitch up. <laughs> and it was mom. Then we all got made up, and it was the funniest thing ever. So, yeah, no, it's always been the same. It's funny. I like to see all the, how they control people and their emotions. It's crazy. Did you ever see your mother work a death match? Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> sick. So by the time, how many do you think death matches Ew. you saw your mom work? Um, not as not too many death match. I'm not yeah. a big high on the death match thing. Maybe two or three. I was in one, so three. So, oh yeah, that's right. So by the time it's it's time for you to kind of get to that point and that story you guys were telling, mm-hmm. did you did you know it had to be if you were going to do it, it had to be with your mother? Were you ex- like how were you feeling? You get to that point, you're walking in the ring not only with your mother but with a master of the style. Like, what's what's going through your head well, in the lead up to this? I, I told her, like, it had to be her. If anybody, I know that she's going to be the one to, you know, yeah, uh, take care of me. It's going to hurt, obviously, but I'm not going to die, so it'll be okay. And I thought that it was cool, since she is, like, the queen of death matches and whatnot, mm-hmm. for us to have that type of story. It would be cool for her to have that on TV, and then just me being her daughter, it's cool to have the mother-daughter situation going on and it was I needed to take some of that frustration out on her (laughs) (laughs) it helped in life you know yeah yeah would you say and in all honesty would you say that that is like something that was a turning point in your mother's relationship having that match with her yeah yeah I think me starting to wrestle in general actually because there was a point in time me and mom fell off I wasn't even talking to her she was wrestling doing her own thing Mm -hmm. and um yeah, when I started wrestling, like, she was always there. If I needed pictures, whatever, she's still there. Blood work, she's the first one to, you know, yeah. help me out. So I think me wrestling brought us together in life. And then us actually having that match was just cool. And I'll definitely appreciate it when I'm older, down the road, you know? Oh, definitely. That's a memory that you <laughs> yeah. two will have that nobody will ever exactly. take away. Like, and I don't have any me- no. memories of me- death matches with my dad. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> exactly. How old uh, is your son going to have to be before you show him, look what mom and grandma did. Oh, he, he we, was there. What do you mean? <laughs> he was there? Yeah. He, he, so he, was, he, was he there? That he saw yeah, it Yeah, he physically? was there. He was not happy about it. Oh wow. sure. Yeah. Where, how, how old was he? He at the was time? in he was in Gorilla for three. Yeah. Four. He was in Gorilla. Yeah, they showed a picture of or not a picture, but like a whoop of his face and he was just sitting there like and then he's more mad at me, like why'd you make DJ bleed? <laughs> how Don't do you do that? How do you talk to a four year old after they've been exposed to their mother and their grandmother? Especially in a, in a, such a visceral style match, what is the well, first you know, thing you say to comfort him? When the first thing I say is I'm okay. Okay. She's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just tell him I'm like it's not real blood. That's what I try to tell him. Mm-hmm. It was real blood. Well, sure, sure, that's quite you know, the bloodline. He's a kid, exactly. So you just, I mean, he's a kid. You can work a kid, right? <laughs> uh, hopefully. hopefully, I would hope so. <laughs> when you kind of made the transition from being a, um, you know, a bad guy to a good guy in OVW. A lot of your personality didn't change. Yeah. 
it's not you, going to. That, how important was it, even though you might be portrayed differently um, or, or the fans feel a different way about you, how important is it to you to keep that like authenticity throughout your character, even though you might be one side of the aisle on, on you know, one cycle and one, another side of the aisle on the other? Um, well, everyone always wants me to change, so I think it's very important that I stay me all the time. doesn't matter if I'm good guy, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm building a brand here, and that is me, and that's my, whatever you said, authenticity <laughs> or whatever. That's, that's me. So, um, yeah, I just, it's very important. You can't turn I, it I'm off. not, yeah, I'm not going to. I really can anyways, honestly. I go through the curtain, and it's like a switch. It's, it doesn't matter if I'm sad. I can have a whole, I learned this. Watch, this is crazy. I can have a whole breakdown right before I'm about to wrestle, crying, whatever. And as soon as I go through the curtain, no one can even tell. So, I'm like, I don't know. It's just a... Just flipping the switch. Yeah, yeah. But I have to be me, though. It's not like I have to go out there and think about anything. That's the mm-hmm. whole, that's the magic of it. I can just... That's the one thing that I can consistently say about seeing you live, seeing you on the weekly show, and mm-hmm. seeing you in Wrestlers. That's who you are. Yeah. And there is no fudge in that. And there's no changing it. <laughs> Good for you. Not enough <laughs> Cheers, people are yeah. like that. Absolutely. You recently made the transition to wrestling full-time. Yeah. What's been the biggest change? What What is something that you didn't see uh, potentially the hazards of or a problem you didn't expect to happen when you left kind of a day job and went to your to wrestling full time? Um, well, that consists of like selling merch and doing signings and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. So I was uh, didn't really pick that up. Then now I got all kinds of people telling me about social media and I need to do all these different things, so uh-huh. it's not just going and wrestling anymore. That's the big, I, I oh, didn't see that one coming. It's not just going, traveling, having a match, coming home. You got to go sign and, you know, smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, even the whole social media stuff, everyone's always wanting to do stuff like that. People hit me up to do collabs and stuff, and I'm like, well, I just, I didn't know. I guess I should have known, but I live in a box, I guess. I like to say I live in real life. I don't really try to stay on my phone all the time and mm. you know so yeah so you said you live in a box and you try not to stay on your phone but mm-hmm. like when something like wrestlers happens and you're instantly your life more than anyone else's was put on display yeah exactly so now everyone thinks that they know who I am and, they, and I'm like no I told you guys what I wanted you to know that's not even my full mm-hmm. story I'm saving it for the book duh <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of the book you know, oh oh do you have a name yet? What's good in the hood? Nah. What's good? <laughs> oh hell, that's it. I, yeah, there, I well, think that's it. Well, if I, I don't think, think of anything else by then, it'll be what's good in the hood. But was it? Was it? You had to have known to some degree that you, because you knew what you had said and you knew what had been portrayed on the show. Mm. But did you expect to be such a focal point? No. They act, they they filmed a lot of stuff. Like yeah. it's crazy that they only used what they used. Uh, anyways, in seven episodes, um, and they had a lot of stuff from Al, Cash, Jesse, and um, everybody, really. So, no, I think that they <laughs> did a good job of being, like, everyone's included. Right. And then they were like, all right, these people are the main focuses at this point, or whatever. Was it, like, was it strange to just, like, overnight, like, you're the you're on, like, Mick Foley's talking about you on his podcast. You're the main character, basically, in the documentary. Yeah. And a week prior, you were 
probably hitting the town or working at Davis Arena. Like, was that just? Like, I still am. <laughs> well, yeah, but but that that changed, even though it's so recent. Like, um, that must be... you know what? It's crazy. I keep getting asked this question. That's everyone's favorite question, and my answer is not going to change. I've been a superstar, and I've been saying it. I've felt this, you know, for a long time. I manifested that, and everyone is just now catching up. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm glad. Finally, you know, people are starting to see me or. Even if it's the real me, I told my, you know, life story, which mm-hmm. really helped people um, understand and like me more. But mm-hmm. I felt like I did that because I felt like I had to tell a little bit of my life so people understood why I am the way I am. Because like you all said, I'm me. Everywhere that I go, like, I'm not going to change. And some people really like it. Some people really hate it. So it's like, let me help you all understand. And then, you know, maybe we can have a compromise. <laughs> Uh, do you mind if I nitpick something real quick? Pick it. Uh, one th- one thing that we talk about a lot is like the proposition of a women's tag team title or a secondary women's title in OVW. Do you think that there's room for that? Would you like to see that? Um, I think as our company continues to grow, which it will, because we just we got big things happening. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything, but we got big things happening. So as our company continues to grow and we get more talent in and out of here, absolutely, I would love that. I, I um I don't know if everyone knows, but let me go ahead and throw some history out there for Let's you. Let's do it. I'm the one who um was the last person to hold the old. Um, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna say old. I'm gonna say historic. The listeners are already live, live calling microphone. in. Yeah, they're calling in for me. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was the last one to hold the old title mm-hmm. and the first one to hold the new title, the one that Tiffany has now. And I ended one history and started another. All while I was already, I did the same thing at IWA before, threw that title in the trash and got the new belt. And um. Yeah, I feel like I I helped build OVW back up, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying like I'm bigger than the show or anything, no, but no. when it comes to the women's division, like I've been there the longest, I've put in the work there, so I feel like I'm starting to get the, you know, the, what is it? The, the royalties from it. And, yeah, and the, there's, there's no question that you're, I don't want to uh, disrespect any of our other guests or anybody that might potentially come on, but there's yeah. no question that... You're the hottest person there. Yeah. But I, you come through I put every... the time in there. See, a lot yeah. of the girls are like, oh, you know, you got this handed to you. No, I didn't. No. I've, I've started at the beginning, and there was other girls that beat me. I lost all these matches. Yeah. Like, I've, I put in the work. I've already helped tear up and set down, which, of course, we're always going to do that paying dues and stuff. But I've... I definitely put in the work there at OVW. I saw you get beat up with a kendo stick while a trash can was on your head. I've personally seen you take your, your comeuppances at OVW. Yeah. 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 Um, let's on the way out here. Do you mind plug your social media? Yeah, of course. Um, you can follow me everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok at Hollywood Haley J. Hollywood with an H. Everyone says Hollywood. No, Hollywood Haley J. Yeah. Oh, and my Cash App. Rip Rogers told me to plug my Cash App. On yes. So- <laughs> oh, definitely. My plug Cash, cash app. app is money sign Hollywood HJ. And mine is at Crush Taps Camp. Okay. At Crush. <laughs> shout out to Rip Rogers. <laughs> shout out to Rip Rogers. Next time we come on, we get into Rip Rogers. Oh my God! Don't we have those? <laughs> Um, Hollywood Haley Jade, the new editor was bad. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by. Thank, Thank you so much. much.